Hi, I'm Darcy Harris, and I want to personally welcome you to the Alpha Mare Academy. I have worked exclusively with female business owners since 1999, and I've seen how hungry they are for the knowledge and tools they need to be successful and live the lives they want. I know how much they want to grow themselves and grow their businesses. That's why we launched the Alpha Mare Academy. We call it the Alpha Mare Academy because much of what I learned about myself and being a leader surprisingly came from my experience with horses. Did you know that in every herd of horses, there is one horse recognized to be in charge and that horse is always a mare. It's a great responsibility to be the Alpha Mare. It's her duty to tend to the safety and well-being of the entire herd. The other horses look to her for leadership, boundaries, and wise choices. The alpha mare is self-assured, strong, and confident. She leads with grounded, authentic power. To me, that sounds a lot like what it takes to be a business owner. It takes courage to be an entrepreneur. So the Alpha Mare Academy is all about strengthening you, teaching you the skills, providing you the tools, and most important, helping you grow yourself. Since you're listening to this, I can already tell that you are a woman who wants to learn and grow, so let's get started. You're listening to Lighten the Weight of Stress and Guilt. So from working with hundreds of women business owners over the years, it sure looks to me like stress and guilt are the most constant companions of women business owners, and that would be second only to cell phones and email. We just accept stress and guilt as inevitable occupational hazards that come with the territory of owning a business and having responsibility, meeting deadlines, and fulfilling our obligations. One woman's situation really touched my heart. A young woman reached out to me to inquire about joining one of our peer advisory groups. She'd known about EWF for several years and initially said it wasn't the right time. But now things were different. Now, she was pregnant. Her business was really demanding. She ran a doggy daycare and was open 12 hours a day, 7 days a week. Her typical work week was about 70 hours. She rarely had a day off and the business was very dependent on her. Now she was wondering how in the world she would carve out time to be a good mother as well as a good business owner. Her stress level was off the chart. But it's not just this young woman with children who goes through stress and guilt. Another woman I know struggled daily with the stress of running a family business with her two brothers in a very male-dominated industry. And as if that weren't enough, at the same time, she was caring for her elderly father-in-law. He suffered from dementia and had lived with her and her husband for some time. He couldn't be left alone, so she juggled her work hours around hired nursing and companion care for him. Another client I know has no children and healthy parents. That sounds like a breeze compared to the first two examples, but she was in an industry that was going through tremendous change and had a merger opportunity. 
That meant decisions stacked up one after another after another, just like a line of dominoes. She decided to go through with it and then faced the challenges of integrating two firms, two cultures, and two locations. I could recite story after story, and you have your own as well. Stress and guilt are our constant companions. I read a survey of female entrepreneurs recently, and when asked about their biggest challenges, 70% of women revealed that their biggest challenge is managing the demands of both home and work. And that percentage was even higher for younger women. It was 83% of younger women said that managing the demands of both home and work was their number one challenge. I can only assume that that had to do with having younger children at home. So let's just acknowledge that stress and guilt are the occupational hazards of women business owners. Most of the time when we read about stress, the recommendations include things like delegating more, improving our time management, taking small breaks throughout the day, deep breathing, maybe even getting a massage. And you know, those are all valid, but I think that they deal with the problem on the surface level and deal only with the symptoms. What I'd like to do is take you beyond the typical conversation about stress and guilt. My hope is to go deeper and give you a new perspective. We can better understand the relationship between stress and guilt by digging into a little psychology here. And we can learn several facts from psychologists. The facts are, number one, it's easier for us to feel stressed than to feel guilty. It's easier for us to feel guilty than to feel angry. We feel guilty when we have violated our own rules for living or our own value system. And just a little aside here, guilt is not entirely bad. It's our living, breathing conscience. However, for something to change, we either need to re-examine our rules or change our behavior. I'm going to go through this again. It's easier for us to feel stressed than feel guilty, and it's easier for us to feel guilty than to feel angry. Here's how this cycle works. Feeling guilty feels worse than feeling stressed, so to avoid feeling guilty, we take on too much, we don't say no, we don't set limits, we don't ask for help, and we assume many things are our responsibility. Now what we feel is stress. But this becomes unsustainable because we simply can't do it all, can't be everywhere or do everything. Sooner or later, we drop the ball and we don't follow through or we fall behind. And now the guilt creeps in. We feel guilty because that feels better than feeling angry at the forces in our professional or personal lives 
that are making our lives so difficult. We're going to come back to the anger, but let's just start with the guilt and stress. To understand this cycle between guilt and stress, we need to understand the relationship between feelings and thoughts and beliefs. Generally, women are feeling-oriented, though some more than others. I mean, we're not all identical in this regard. And because we believe feelings are important, we tend to think that feelings are where things start. Something happens, we have a feeling. We see or hear something, we have a feeling. We also tend to believe that we feel what we feel no matter what, as though we can't help it. But that's not accurate. What we feel is a result of what we think, and what we think is a result of what we believe. It's hard enough to identify how we feel at all times, so it's very easy to skip over these two steps. They happen mostly outside of our conscious awareness. To break out of the cycle of guilt and stress, we have to do two things. Number one, we need to become conscious about what we are thinking, about what we believe, because that's what determines our feelings. Number two, we have to know that we have choices. These thoughts and feelings are not outside of our control. We have choices about what we think, what we believe, what we do and not do, and about what we feel. So it's all about going deeper. It's a bit like peeling the layers off an onion to ask ourselves what we think and what we believe. Now, I know that sounded a little bit circular there, so <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to give you an example from my own life to help paint the picture here. My example is pretty benign, but I think it will give you a roadmap for how to peel off the layers. Okay, because of the work I do, a colleague suggested that I join a couple of groups on LinkedIn, and so I did. <clears throat> okay, it was more than a couple. It was a few. One group for writers, one for professional speakers, another related to female entrepreneurs, and so on and so on. The purpose of joining these groups is to interact with others, to make connections, and hopefully to learn something. So now, because I am a member of these groups, I receive an email notification when any member of any group posts something to the group. The first few days, it was kind of novel to get those emails. And then I started getting more and more. After reading a few of them, I really didn't see much value, but I thought, well, sooner or later, there'll be something interesting. More and more emails started coming to my e to my inbox. And then, instead of trying to keep up with them, I would only read them occasionally. But after a couple of weeks, to tell you the truth, I just stopped reading them altogether. I mean, I still had good intentions. So then what I did was I would move them over and save them in a subfolder called To Read. After another couple of weeks, I realized I hadn't read any of them. 
and my inbox would just get overloaded, so then I just started deleting them instead of saving them. But here's what's interesting. Every day when I see those emails hit my inbox, I feel stressed. I get that feeling that we all know so well of being overwhelmed, that feeling like I just can't keep up. I get that sinking feeling that comes with the thought, when am I going to have time to read this? And then, because I respect the colleague that suggested these groups, I begin to feel guilty, as if I'm ignoring something valuable, as if I'm not heeding good business advice. And so now every day I feel both stressed and guilty because my inner talk is I can't keep up and I'm not behaving professionally. So let's tease this apart. Let's peel off the layers. I'm feeling stressed and I'm feeling guilty. My feelings come from what I think and my thoughts come from what I believe. I think that subscribing to these groups is necessary because I believe that this is an important part of my profession. Well, it's already, I bet, pretty obvious to you that I could eliminate a considerable amount of stress and guilt by unsubscribing, right? But to do that, I have to change my thoughts and to change my thoughts, I have to change my beliefs. I have a second option. I can make a different choice. I can choose to believe that in my value system, being an active member of these LinkedIn groups is an important part of my business life. If that's the case, to eliminate the stress and guilt, I need to deliberately give them a higher priority. I need to change my behavior and read, write, and respond to these group postings. If I believe that they are valuable, I need to make my behavior congruent with my belief. That's a second option. No matter what choice I make, I have to change my behavior and make it consistent with my beliefs or I will continue to feel stress and guilty. The only way to eliminate the stress and guilt is to change my behavior. So as you can see, there's no right or wrong here. I, may, I might make one choice, another person might choose the other way. Well, here's the change I am going to make. I am choosing to no longer believe that getting a daily email from five different LinkedIn groups is a valuable part of my professional life. And because that's what I believe, I now think that these subscriptions are unnecessary. So as soon as I finish recording this session, I am going to change my behavior and unsubscribe to these lists. And I'm going to do that without feeling guilty. So. As I said, this is a pretty benign example. Actually, it's almost silly. It's not nearly as compelling as some of the choices that you may have to make about your work and your family. But I hope that you can see by me walking through this, that you can see this as an example about the choices that you have available to you. I hope you can see this as an example of how feelings of stress and guilt can change 
only when we change our thoughts and beliefs. Sometimes we just have to stop and tease things apart. We have to go deeper. <coughs> Excuse me. One of my favorite authors is Harriet Lerner, Dr. Harriet Lerner, author of The Dance of Anger. Dr. Lerner is a staff psychologist at the Menninger Clinic and a wonderful speaker, but most important, she is an internationally acclaimed expert on the psychology of women. Dr. Lerner takes the cycle of women's stress and guilt just a bit deeper and explores the relationship to anger. She believes that our society actually encourages mothers and women to cultivate guilt because guilt is so effective at blocking the awareness and expression of legitimate anger. I'm going to quote Dr. Lerner here. Guilt keeps women narrowly focused on the question, what's wrong with me, and prevents us from becoming effective agents of personal and social change. If you're feeling guilty, you are unlikely to challenge the forces in your marriage or work setting that are making your job at home so much more difficult. Women are especially vulnerable to ignoring our own strong inner voice when it conflicts with the voice of authority. And we may take the voice of authority all too seriously to begin with." End quote. So now we have one more layer to explore. The survey statistics may shed some light on this, on this relationship between stress and guilt and anger. In the survey that I mentioned, over 60% of the women surveyed spend six or more hours a week on housework. What percentage of men do you think spend an equal time on housework? Just 24% of men spend six or more hours a week on housework. So let's compare the numbers. 60% of women compared to 24% of men spend six or more hours a week on housework. So the issue of domestic inequality still remains. And this inequality means we need to do some close examinations of our beliefs and then take the risk of addressing the situation and maybe having a few difficult conversations. This underlying layer of anger isn't just triggered by housework and childcare. Women business owners often tolerate poor performance in employees for the same reasons. They want to avoid feeling irritated or angry or simply because they want to be liked. I've seen women nearly held hostage by underperforming employees because they were unable to express their expectations and unwilling to address unacceptable behavior. The women business owners were more willing to endure the stress and consequently the guilt of not being able to keep up because that was more tolerable than acknowledging they felt something in the family of anger, something like irritation, annoyance, frustration, or exasperation. To acknowledge those feelings would lead them closer to confronting the issue, and that's sadly what we as women 
really want to avoid. Now we have a fuller picture of the vicious cycle of stress and guilt. We avoid feeling angry by feeling guilty. In essence, our inner talk is, what's wrong with me? We avoid feeling guilty by feeling stressed. In essence, our inner talk is, I can do it all. We feel stressed when we avoid being conscious about our thoughts and our beliefs. So now it's your turn. Now that we have some background and a foundation for change, what I'd like you to do is take a few moments and think of one or two things that are causing you stress or causing you guilt. And I would say your example doesn't have to be a major problem. In fact, it's probably easier to practice the steps of peeling off the layers if you deal with something that's not too threatening first. Think of this exercise like, a, like exercising a muscle that will get stronger over time. Take a small step first and then build up some strength. Remember, we have two steps here. Become conscious about what you think and believe and know that you have a choice. So, get one example in mind of something that is causing you stress or guilt and let's break that down. Let's think about your inner talk. When I have this feeling of stress or guilt, what is the thought behind it? Ask yourself, when I have this feeling of stress or guilt, what is the thought behind it? Then, when you clarify, then ask yourself, when you can clarify that thought, what is my belief that leads to this thought? What is my belief that leads to this thought? Now you have awareness, consciousness, and can make some choices. Do you want to change the thought? If so, what belief needs to change or if you want to keep your belief what behavior needs to change so that your behavior can be congruent or in line with your beliefs practice this process with small things that cause you stress first and take some time to make it second nature before you tackle the big things the most helpful thing you can do for yourself is notice what's causing you stress. Notice what's causing you to feel guilty and then bring awareness and consciousness to that situation. You are not a victim of your situation. You are in control. Yes, you have a demanding, busy life. You have many choices to make and some of them will be difficult choices. If you're caught in this cycle of stress and guilt, here are a few things to remember. Number one, other people cannot make us feel guilty. That is a decision we make ourselves. Number two, avoid blaming yourself. That's just adding insult to injury. Your purpose is to explore, not beat yourself up. 
Number three, when we feel stress or guilt, instead of thinking that getting a massage or taking a short vacation will ease those feelings, go deeper. Nothing wrong with getting a massage or taking a few days off. I think that's a great idea. But please do remember, those methods treat the symptoms, not the underlying problem. Number four, ask yourself, what are my thoughts and what are my beliefs? Number five, once you question your thoughts and beliefs, you have the option of changing them. Remember, number six, remember, you do have choices about what you think, what you believe, and what you feel. Number seven, remember this. Guilt is a useless emotion. Do not waste energy on it. If you feel bad, guilty, and you have violated your own beliefs or values, either change your behavior or change your beliefs. So as you think through this, you can make a commitment to work toward ending this cycle by asking yourself a few questions and feel free to pause the tape and rewind and replay these questions as you need them. <clears throat> Ask yourself, at this time of my life, how might I be staying busy, meaning stressed, to avoid feeling guilty? How might I be feeling guilty to avoid feeling anger? What rules for living or value system am I living by? Of these, which is causing the most pain? Which of these rules do I want or need to re-examine? Am I tolerating unacceptable or inequitable behavior, either in my business or at home? What conversations do I need to have to move forward? That's a as I say, a pretty complete list of questions that should help you get to the bottom of some of the stress and the guilt that you feel. So feel free to rewind the tape and replay those again as many times as you need. And remember, as Dr. Wayne Dyer said, change your thoughts, change your life. As we close, know that you can always count on the Alpha Mare Academy for resources to feed your mind and your spirit. We're here to help you think big and learn. We're here to help you go deeper and embrace the grace of your power so that you can achieve your full potential. So please do visit us again at alphamareacademy.com and know that I am wishing you the best as you pursue your version of success.